You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half-hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in healthcare, innovation, public policy, and strategy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now Radio. For this episode, we're going to speak with Howard Byrd, who is not only a good friend, but a nationally recognized health lawyer, and annually known as one of Pennsylvania's super lawyers. We'll get into that for sure. In addition to Howard's accolades, he's also known around the healthcare circles as the founder and organizer of the Hims HIT Venture Fair, as well as the Angel Venture Fair Building Your Business program. Welcome, Howard. Thank you very much, Justin. It is a privilege to be here with you today. Thank you, my friend. It's great to have you, and I'm certainly excited about this uh, this show. We're going to focus on HIMSS 15 annual conference coming up in uh, about 10 days or so. Uh, and as my listeners have heard through several other broadcasts here, uh, we've um, we're going to broadcast live. And because of your invitation uh, a couple weeks ago, you were able to set it up. We're going to broadcast live from the HIMSS Venture Plus Forum on Sunday, April 12th, from 4 p.m. Central to 5:30 p.m. Central. Uh, and that's uh, 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And everybody will be able to listen to that broadcast on the Business Radio X channel and website, as well as the Healthcare Now Radio at healthcarenowradio.com. And I think as we realized uh, uh, when we first started to discuss it, uh, this will be the first live radio broadcast from any HIMSS conference ever in their 30-plus year history. So I'm very excited, and I know you are, Howard. Absolutely. We are looking forward to that broadcast. It is hard to believe that uh, after all these years, this is the first live broadcast. Uh, After all, that only puts us roughly 100 years behind the rest of society, uh, which I suppose doesn't speak well of uh, an organization that touts innovation as one of its uh, foremost goals. Nevertheless, we're pleased to be on the radio. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And again, I want to thank you because it was your idea uh, that spurred it. Um, So uh, not only are you a great lawyer, but uh, a great innovator in mind man. So um, (laughs) what uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, off the years we're setting up for this show, but uh, we both have certainly different perspectives. But what do you look forward to most with the HIMSS annual conference every year? Justin, there are three things that uh, I look forward to with respect to the HIMSS conference every year. First of all, it is the premier gathering place for healthcare innovators from around the world. Uh, We learn and have the opportunity to discuss the changes at the forefront of the provision of healthcare. literally uh, in every major country in the world. And that in itself creates an excitement and an opportunity to learn, uh, not just by reading or watching, but by interacting with uh, those people responsible uh, for innovation. So there's the excitement of 40,000 people getting together to do that one thing that is hard to replicate anywhere else. Uh, The second thing is 
the excitement of the innovation itself. Uh, let's be clear. The things that we see at HIMSS are uh, the innovations we hope to see implemented in healthcare provision, in healthcare uh, financing over the course of the coming year and the years that follow. Every year that happens, every year we see the seeds of ideas, the development of new opportunities and technologies, uh, and then we get to watch them and help them grow. Uh, and the third thing I look forward to is the thought leadership, not simply from the innovators, though clearly that's where I spend most of my time, but from policymakers, from strategists, from executives, from uh, investors, uh, from doctors and nurses and CIOs. Uh, it's that thought leadership that brings us the ideas which the following years end up being the innovations that we develop. So th that's what I look forward to. Um, it may all be one big thing, but I managed to divide it out to three. Yeah, no, I think they all, they're all certainly um, mutually inclusive, but, uh, you know, they, and they build on each other. I mean, I, having, you know, 35, 40,000 people and many of them, you know, such as yourself are thought leaders. And so, you know, getting everybody and all of us into, into one location and so some of the panels that spin off, uh, the pre-conference, even these types of shows, you know, radio shows that come up beforehand that, that talk about and, and preview the show, you know, it, it, it brings all of us together. It spurs a lot of great ideas. And as you mentioned, it highlighted a lot of innovations. Uh, and, I mean, I think all of my business partners through the years, either we've founded ideas or certainly enhanced ideas or we've launched ideas all uh, during the HIMSS annual conference. I think this is my 16th year or 17th year going to uh, the HIMSS annual conference. Gosh, you're old. <laughs> well, I started going when I was four. So. <laughs> um, uh, and actually, I think that, that one of the things it points out is, is not just the value of, of the meeting, but it is humbling in a way because it provides us with a sense of some of the limits of technology. Mm -hmm. All of the communicating that we do at the conference, we could do remotely, but you can't do it as well without getting together at least once a year. And I think that's part of the value that the HIMSS conference brings. Yeah, I agree. And I think most of my listeners know because most of my listeners are in healthcare or innovation or IT, but uh, this is the largest, I believe now it's the largest healthcare show. It's certainly the world's largest healthcare IT, healthcare information technology show and conference and exhibition. But I think at this point it's become the largest healthcare show, uh, even uh, certainly nationally, but, but maybe even globally. So um, certainly um, a phenomenal opportunity for people if they haven't already booked their, their travels. Um, and it's also kind of interesting when I – speak with people uh, just from around, say, hey, are you going to HIMSS? Like, oh, no, I'm not quite ready for that show. And Because I work with a lot of young innovators or startups and young companies, and, uh, and they said they're not ready for HIMSS. And then I've talked to, you know, I work with some of these incubators around the country, and, they, and then their executive directors sometimes say the same thing. And I said, guys, just I don't – I mean, I know cash is king, and preservation of cash is critically important to a young company, a startup. But – you can inexpensively go to HIMSS. You can partner up with people like you and me that can easily walk them around, show them you know, the ins and the outs, uh, and you can get in and out of HIMSS fairly inexpensively if you do it right and you pre-plan. 
You know, I don't go there looking to make meetings really on the floor. You can, but all my stuff is really thought out. And uh, you know, success usually comes from a lot of planning and strategy. But you know, my meetings are are planned out. But you can do those kind of things even as a uh, as a young company and really get a huge boost out of a hymns in your conference. What do you think of that? Well, absolutely. Um, part of what we've done with respect to the development of the emerging business programming is to create the environment for um, for innovation. Um, and by creating that environment, what we do, is, what we've done, is developed a place for the emerging business, for the entrepreneur, for the young company, for the angel investor. Uh, not just them, but by making certain there's programming. Uh, right. There is a dedicated pavilion on the trade show floor just for emerging businesses. There's, We've created our own little environment just for those people who desperately need, whether they know it or not, to see what else is going on because it will give them a sense of how they fit in the larger ecosystem. If somebody else is doing something similar to what an entrepreneur is doing, that entrepreneur ought to know about it. Perhaps together they can do it better. Perhaps each should be doing something differently. But you can't know that unless you see it. And the only way to see it is to go to hymns, to participate, to be a part of things, to engage in the discussions to engage in the back and forth that occurs with respect to uh, innovation and development and investment that uh, that we provide at HIMSS through the Venture Plus programming, through the Startup Pavilion, uh, through the Building Your Business programming that we do at the Startup Pavilion during the course of the week. So is there a person, session, meeting, or company that you never miss every year? Well, as the founder of the Venture Plus programming, I never miss that. <laughs> Good um, point. Yeah. Um, so, what yeah, is- so absolutely, I miss. I, I wouldn't miss that. But in addition to that, I never miss the opening keynote okay. because that is simply the the keynote that Hims has spent the most time and effort developing. It's also the largest gathering at Hims of attendees. So I know that if I go there, I'm going to bump into people that I haven't seen in a year. So for me, that's very important, having spent so much time involved in his activities. But, yeah, no, actually, and this is really important. Depending on what your interests are, depending what the entrepreneur's interests are, a doctor or a nurse, there is programming for virtually anyone who is involved in healthcare. And so what should you not miss? You shouldn't miss those things that interest you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to go to the programming I've created yeah. um, because that's essential to what I do. Uh, I'm also going to go to the policymakers programming because what they do impacts what I do and what my clients do. Um, so that, that's the sort of thing I wouldn't miss. But for others, if you're a nurse innovator, you should go to the nurse programming. If you're a CIO, you should go to the CIO programming. If you're involved in revenue cycle management, you need to go to the revenue cycle things. It's important to focus 
But from my perspective, as an advisor, as an entrepreneur, uh, as a lawyer advising entrepreneurs, uh, that I go to the programs focused on innovation, investment, development. Yeah, you bring up actually a very good point and you know something that um you know we, we can all continue to articulate to people to about hymns and that's just the multiple tracks there's something for everybody and so and then actually you bring up the policy pieces and ONC and CMS and HHS you know they're all there and those certainly are the significant and major regulators for our industry and so they'll be hosting you know these town halls every single day and multiple town halls on multiple topics so I uh I completely agree. So let's let's spin over Let, let's, to – Can I expand yeah. on that point, Justin, for just a oh, moment? Oh, certainly. And for people who are new to HIMSS and who want to understand HIMSS's role, uh, when I started going to the HIMSS annual conference, must be a dozen years ago now, the regulators weren't there. Right. It wasn't on their radar screen, and HIMSS has done an outstanding job bringing those regulators who are – uh, integrally involved in the development and use of health information to the conference, giving them a prominent role, making certain that what they do is recognized and integrated into what everybody else does. We're no longer talking at each other. It gives us the opportunity to speak with each other. And that makes a huge difference in the development of the kinds of regulation and guidance uh, that an industry needs to grow because we cannot innovate if we find that there's a roadblock and the only people who can tell us what the thinking is at the government level about potential roadblocks would be the people in government. And so, you know, I find it extremely helpful to have them there. They find it extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, having served in government myself for seven years uh, in a governor's office, I can tell you, you, if you're in government, it is essential to reach out to go places that are not within the uh, the bubble of government but outside of it so that you can get the different perspective necessary to make effective and, and effectual policy. No, actually, actually, I think that's where you and I first met maybe or certainly where we became good friends about, what, seven, eight years ago? We were in the Public Policy Leadership Council together? I believe so. Yeah, it's one of the first places. Um, so let's dive in a little bit to the Hymns Venture Plus Forum that you're obviously the founder and you organize every year. And again, we're going to be broadcasting live from your forum uh, April 12th. But um, tell us about the forum and uh, the startup showcase. Well, thank you uh, for asking, Justin. The idea of the Venture Plus Forum and the startup showcase uh, is to create an environment for the people at the forefront of innovation in healthcare and the people who invest in innovation to have a place to get together. Before we created this programming about 10 years ago, um, there was no such thing. Right. And in fact, uh, very few investors actually attended the HIMSS conference, and those that did uh, were generally lower-level investors for larger uh, venture funds who would walk the floor and hope to see something interesting. What we did was create an opportunity for innovators to actually speak about what they're doing, to give them a chance to pitch to investors, 
the investors loved the idea. The second year we did this, we had 22 companies present to 250 independent investors. By independent, I mean discrete individual mm-hmm. investors, not in, in the, independent of each other necessarily. Uh, but the fact is that put all of those companies in the position to try to develop their own opportunity to get investment because as much as innovation is important, it doesn't happen without financial backing. And it's important for the innovators, and the reason we added the educational component, it's important for the innovators to understand what it means to raise capital, what hooks, hooks is the wrong word, the advice, the rigor, the strategic help, the discipline that comes with outside investment. They need to understand the different kinds of outside investment that may be useful or internal investment. Um, And so we have created the educational programming so that those who are at the forefront, who are on the cutting edge of innovation, will have the opportunity and have the education necessary to build from idea to execution, to create a company out of an idea and to bring that company to success. So, so what's that's all new this year? It, it, pardon me? Go ahead. So what's new this year with the programming? And what, what are you guys doing this year that you didn't do last year and the year before? Well, every year the program evolves. Uh, we can't sit still any more than the innovators can sit still. Mm-hmm. And yep. so every year we try to bring the new topics that are important. This year the new topic, two new topics tend to be very important. One is the industry has become uh, uh, divided uh, very clearly by industry segment, that the innovators can't focus on I'm doing a healthcare innovation, but rather uh, doing a healthcare innovation for a specific industry segment, for doctors, for doctors in waiting rooms, for refill of prescriptions, or for working with payers and payer data. Uh, The focus has to be on a discrete market in order to then uh, take the innovation to that marketplace in order to sell it. Uh, So we're focusing on how industry segments work. That's one thing we're doing that's new this year. The second thing we're doing is focusing on rules that were just published last week by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Is the regulation plus? Is the the A plus regulation, absolutely. Which effectively, without getting into too much detail on a radio show, uh, allows for crowdfunding. Now, I don't think this is a revolution. I don't think crowdfunding is good for everyone. However, I do think enhancing the number of different opportunities to raise capital is a good thing. Uh, and we're going to talk about how A-plus works. In fact, we're going to do that Tuesday at the Startup Pavilion uh, with uh, uh, Frank Ballantyne and Alex Precker. Alex is formerly the lead economist for the World Bank uh, in their healthcare division. Uh, and we're going to talk about how A-plus works, how it differs from venture investment, from angel investment, from private equity investment, and how each of those might be appropriate for different kinds of companies at different stages of their development. 
but that's brand new literally as of last yeah. week. Now, it's part of the JOBS Act, which is a couple of years old, but the rules came out last week, which means yeah. HIMSS will be the first major conference in the country to focus on it, So, regardless I, of industry. So I saw... And, and we're excited to bring that. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, yeah, no. So I saw that... Um, did it? I know the the proposed rule had say raising the ceiling to, is up to fifty million. Did it actually end up there? Do you know where it ended up? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Excellent. And, and that may be a useful thing. I mean, one of the topics that the people like me who are involved in uh, investment and in working with uh, investors is trying to figure out which companies this is really going to be useful for, because you don't want to advise companies to just go public early. And crowdfunding isn't for everybody. And being public is not a panacea. It may be a great opportunity. We have to figure out for whom it's a great opportunity and under what circumstances. Excellent. So in our closing couple of minutes, I would love to kind of dive in. You've, had, you've seen a lot of success in your time, and you've seen you know, some companies – not succeed so well. Uh, so, but, but with that comes a tremendous amount of wisdom and knowledge. So my first question, two-part question, but let's start off. So what is one of the most important things that you tell a health IT entrepreneur or innovator when you meet up with them? The most important thing uh, that an entrepreneur needs to understand is that the road they're entering, especially a new entrepreneur, not, the, not somebody who's done this before, but somebody mm-hmm. who has their first ideas at this for the first time. It's going to take longer, be much more difficult, uh, and uh, they have to be prepared for every potential contingency because if it can go wrong, it probably will. However, there's an excitement and a freedom to developing something that's never been done before. And serial entrepreneurs simply can't do anything else. They have to be at the forefront of making uh, a difference and making a change. And so there's a personality type to being an entrepreneur. Usually that's not a person who wants to go work for someone else. It's somebody who wants to be in the position of taking a risk and making a difference. If that's not your personality type, you shouldn't do it. Um, The second thing that I say to them, and this is not something I say, but rather one of my friends who's an angel investor uh, says, uh, and she used this as euphemism, although she means it seriously. She always asks, did you mortgage your house? Now, she means it seriously, literally. I mean it euphemistically, which is, are you all in for this? Because if you're not all in for this, if this is just something you do, you know, on the side, it's not going to work. Very few people can dabble successfully. Uh, You have to commit yourself to something. Uh, And so what I want an entrepreneur to understand is the commitment level. The third thing I want them to think really hard about is how they're going to find paying customers for the innovation that they're developing. It's wonderful to develop a neat new gizmo, but if nobody wants to buy the neat new gizmo, you're not going to be in business very long. 
So whatever it is that's being developed has to have a value that someone else, many someone else's, Mm -hmm. are going to be willing to pay for. And so that's where I start with my clients, which they find amusing because what I'm trying to do effectively is talk them out of hiring. Um, And I'm only successful doing that in a few cases, which I guess is good (laughs) for my business. Right. No, I think that... uh by laying that foundation and, and framework for, for entrepreneurs, even if they're serial entrepreneurs, sometimes, you know, I think I'm on my fourth venture right now. Um, and, uh, and it, it is, I, I agree with having to be all in and there's just a focus financially. There's a focus mentally. There's a focus strategically that you have to impart, um, to, uh, to be successful. And like you said, beyond the focus, is finding that first couple of customers. Thankfully, I've been blessed uh, in my last couple of ventures uh, to, to vet those out somewhat early on. But um, I, uh, I completely agree, and that's great advice. So my last closing question uh, is, where, what or where is your favorite place to get inspired? You do great work in the industry. You're one of the best lawyers we have in health IT, if not arguably the best lawyer we have in health IT. Where do you get inspired? Well, first, thank you very much for the compliment. I'm not going to dissuade you in the least from thinking that. <laughs> uh, and where do I get inspired? I get inspired every single day when I work with my clients. That's good. Um, because I'm working with them, helping to create something new and better that makes healthcare more effective, more efficient, less expensive. Uh, that saves people's lives, and when you can do that, when you can be a part of that, uh, it's a special feeling. So where do I look? I look to my clients. Uh, That's uh, the simplest way to put it. Every day I go to work, I know I'm part of a larger ecosystem working with my clients to make healthcare better, and that drives me, that inspires me, uh, and... uh, uh, hopefully, with the advice and counsel I give them, they get there uh, at all, and they get there faster and better. Much more quickly. You got it. All right, Howard. Well, we're at time. Uh, it was great to have you as my guest today, and I wish you all the best with the Venture Plus Forum coming up, obviously your law practice, and certainly all the companies that you support. And I look forward to seeing you on uh, Sunday, April 12th uh, as well for the forum. Uh, we're certainly looking to have you in the industry, my friend. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for listening uh, and joining us today. And please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. As always, you can track me on Twitter at HITAdvisor and use the hashtag ThisJustIn so we can respond to your comments from the show. In addition, all my comments are always posted at my website at JustinBarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week. Thanks again, Howard. Thank you, Justin.